So the other day I was looking, I think I googled something, and I, I was looking for um, the calling. <laughs> I was looking for SEO topics on the calling, and I stumbled on one of the topics, right? One of the most searched topics on Google, and this topic said, when God calls you, but not your spouse. I kind of laughed a little bit because I thought that's so ironic. For one, it's not biblical. Uh, and what I realized about the Bible is just a book jam-packed of truth. So one thing that I've noticed in a lot of different cultures and religions is that there are a lot of truths in a lot of cultures and religions and that's because we are God. When when Christ died, he didn't just give the Holy Spirit to Christians. He gave the Holy Spirit to humanity, right? But everybody can get it wrong. It's not just, um, you know, it's not just the Muslims or the Hindus or the Buddhists or the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> it's everybody can get it wrong because we all deal with a spiritual warfare and the Bible calls the spirit the mind. The Bible calls the imagination the heart. We know that the imagination is in the mind. So therefore, the heart, the spirit, the mind, your strength, your energy, that is all the same thing. It's your mind. Your strength comes from your mind. It comes from your neurons. Your strength comes from the cells within your body. So why don't we talk about this, right? When God calls you, but not your spouse. And I know that, guys, I've gone through this. You know, this is not, this is how prominent it is in our culture to feel as though God called you and not him. Why? Because the enemy roams crazy. He is all over the place and he's looking to break up marriages. There's a scripture in Revelation that talks about, I think it's in either 1st or 2nd Timothy actually, that talks about how to beware of spirits that, or in spirits are thoughts, to beware of spirits that will tell you not to eat certain foods and will tell you not to marry. So... If marriage is the first thing that God created, right? After he created humans, after he created the first man, the second thing he created was a marriage. That lets you know how close and dear this unity is to, to God. And the reason why is because he created us to have somebody. He created us so somebody could love us. Not so that we can be alone without someone there by our side 
And the enemy's number one fight is against unity. It's against families. Remember in Matthew 24 where it talks about how it talks about the end times. That's the scripture of the end times. And it talks about how the son, man, now I have to look it up because now this came to mind last minute. So it talks about how the sun will lose its light and then the moon and then the stars. Okay, so here it is. I found it. So the scripture is Matthew 24, verse 29. Immediately after the, the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Okay, so... You know, I love so much um, the revelation of and, of the word and in scripture, because anytime that you see and, it's just the translation of the first part of the scripture, right? Because he's the great rabbi, he's the great teacher. So what God does is he breaks it down, right? That's his way to nurture that's his way to guide um so the sun will be darkened the sun is is the husband the man the husband the, the man the man the, the and the wife the woman is the moon so, and the moon will not give its light, and the wife will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The children will fall from the sky. Now, we're seated in heavenly places. So, when the sun is darkened, the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The heavenly bodies will be shaken. We are the heavenly bodies. We as the family, as members, parts of the family, are the heavenly bodies. We will be shaken. And this is what's happening when there is no more family. Okay? When... The fight is against the family. When the fight is against the unity. This is the entire formula of the end times. Okay? So, in knowing that, right? Because this is like a manuscript. In knowing that, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be fighting against it. So, when God calls you but not your spouse. I have a couple of pointers for this. One, open communication. Um, you know, some say express your experience, but 
when you share your spiritual experience openly and honestly with your spouse, communicate how it has impacted you in your perspective. This is a yes and a no, right? This is a, a hit and miss because this is not the move to make because you're taking matters into your physical hands when it's a matter of energy, when it's a matter of the spirit. So when you're fighting in the spirit, you have to go in the spirit. You have to use spiritual warfare um, weapons. You can't fight it from a physical because energy is what turn. The Bible says that the scene is made from the unseen so if the scene is made from the unseen then you have to fight some things that are creating in the unseen before you can cause them to manifest into the scene okay so you need to go into the spiritual realm to fight and the spiritual realm is the mind okay ephesians 4:23 says that um to be to be renewed in the spirit of the mind genesis 8:21 says that the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth therefore the mind the heart the spirit and the strength are all the same thing second you'll need to respect your differences respect the differences that you have with him because what you're called to do and what he's called to do are two separate things. Just because he's not operating in your calling does not mean that he's not called. So you understand each other and you recognize and respect that individuals may have different spiritual experiences. Embrace the diversity within your relationship. Just know he is not you and you are not him. Hebrews 5.14 says, Meat, like yum 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 meat, is for those who because of, by reason of use, have exercised their senses to discern good from evil. Exercising the senses can only be done through the gut or your vagus nerve. It can only be done through fasting. Because what fasting does to the body is the same as what exercise does to the body it has the same effects this nerve the vagus nerve is the cranial nerve that is connected to our other five to six senses i say five to six because all of our lives we've learned about our five senses but recently i heard a doctor mention our sense of balance and i never really thought of it as a sense but she mentioned it as a sense of balance so it really got my mind thinking if your husband has never had guidance to fast he will not understand how to exercise what i think is most important is that we intermittent fast um you know we can either fast eat six in the morning go until six in the afternoon to fast or we can try to get all our meals in in the beginning of the day and then don't eat again after lunch that's also effective because the point is that we get a period of time where we're not eating 
where we give ourselves some room for our gut to go into a relaxed mode. We can't overpower our cardiovascular because God is the alpha and omega. Alpha is the perfect relaxed brainwave and the omega is the perfect relaxed cardiovascular wave. So if we're trying to experience heaven in our bodies, we have to make sure that we're not overfeeding it and overworking it. Because yes, our bodies are intricate machines, but it's not meant for commercial use. You know that commercial use, even with commercial use tools, they is so much wear and tear on those um, tools that they end up breaking. And we have to get more, right? So... Our bodies are not meant for commercial use. You're not supposed to keep going and going. You're not the Energizer Bunny. So, you have to fast. And the thing about fasting is that when you fast, you're able to see more into the spiritual realm. You're able to see more into your imagination. Your imagination is not so darkened, right? why in order to get into heaven you have to be like little children and it's because they have so much light in their imaginations they have so many neurotransmitters their neurons have not died neurons don't die until a child is maybe seven to eight years old that's when they stop uh, operating in the theta wavelength they say that the a child's brain operates in a theta wavelength until they're about seven years old or they say that they operate in a state of psycho um sorry hypnosis (laughs) not psychosis (laughs) they operate in a state of hypnosis and so what that means is it's a sleepy state remember you are getting very sleepy that's the state of hypnosis because the way that we feel when we are getting ready to fall asleep is the state of mind that a child is in at all times and that state of mind just wants to play so when we disrupt their play then we're snatching them out of heaven because they are at peace at all times right so the next thing i would say in because what this is about is calling your husband to his calling we are god okay i have said in the book of psalms um i believe it's uh psalms 86 it says we are gods i have said we are all gods because we are the sons of the most high okay so what am i suggesting to you i'm suggesting that you are the god that god placed on this earth for your husband okay even jesus listen oh my god that's so good even jesus came okay remember that a husband is the head like christ is the head of the church the husband is the church. Um, sorry, the the head is Christ. The husband is the head. Now, even Jesus, when he came down to this earth, he said, I cannot stay. I must leave. 
because I have to send you the helper. Okay? And that's where you come in. The Bible only mentions that there are two helpers. I have to send you the helper. I have to make him a helper. That's what God in the book of Genesis said about Adam. He has to make him a helper. And it's a help her. <laughs> she got to come. And she came. And that is who we are. We are the helper. We are the Holy Spirit to our husbands. And the only way that we can do this is through prayer. Is ooh, through peace. Okay? So, how you do this is, your power is magnified in the midnight hour. You cannot magnify your power until you go and get up in the midnight hour. You'll never be able to change him through yapping at him, screaming at him. The Bible says in Proverbs that it is better to live on the corner of a roof than to live in a house with a quarrelsome wife. Hello. Prayer is visualization. You can't say, God, please make my husband better. And you are still imagining him to be this horrible person. You have to use your imagination to picture him in a different light. Doing, moving, and acting differently. He can be different. But if you keep imagining him to be the same, you will keep creating him to be the same. The God in us is the light from our cells and neurotransmitters. So when you pray with mental Im images, uh, you are sending signals to another person's brain. And this allows your ideas to be their ideas. If there is opposition in their mind, you have to cancel that out before your conversation. You can't go into it headbutting. This is why you headbutt. And this is why you argue with your husband so much if you do. Okay? So when he's asleep, pray. Get up in the middle of the night. The Bible says that one person can, person can save the entire save the entire. So if one person can save the entire household and you were created to be the helper, help, if your household is going down, whose responsibility is it to fix it? I'm not going to say whose fault is it, right? Because maybe, perhaps we didn't come from a whole family. Perhaps our parents, our mother didn't teach us that we move in silence, that we fight in silence, that we fight in the midnight hour when nobody is up and nobody can hear us and it's just us and God and we are creating a new reality for ourselves. That is how you fight your battles. So you get up in the middle of the night. That doesn't mean that you have to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning. That just means that whenever your body allows you to wake up, wake up. If you notice that you went an entire night without waking up, set an alarm the next night. The good thing about it is that God gives us another day to figure out, to, to uh, fix our mistakes, to become better. If you did some, just try to change one thing every single night. That's it. Change one thing every single day. And perfect your imperfections. Don't get down on yourself because you have to be tip-top shape for your family. So you get up in the middle of the night and you, uh, you pray for him. Okay, make sure that you don't eat too much sugar or glucose or wine because these food items will exhaust you. Uh, but go, go to try to go into sleep early. I try to say nine ish, 
uh, is plenty of time to get up and by 3 a.m. you can pray at work, right? And commit your hands to the work of God. And the Bible says we um, cast down imaginations that raise themselves above the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Christ is the light in your cells, in your neurotransmitters. Once you get up, go into the living room, imagine your husband, have a mental picture in your mind of his image. And, you know, our spirits are God's thoughts. God is all imagination. That may seem a little disrespectful, but only if you have dummied down your imagination. Imagination is the most magnificent thing. And it is how God made us in his image. The imagination is what creates. Imagine only good things with your husband. Imagine him dressed in all white, pure. Imagine him not doing any of his bad habits. This is how you create a new husband. Creation is in the mind. And you were sent to be his helper. No other creature in creation was said to be the helper but the wife and the Holy Spirit. So, how you be more like God is by being more like the Holy Spirit. You have to be the helper. The Proverbs 31 woman says that she doesn't hurt her husband. That he is safe in her um, hands. That he knows he's safe. And you have to show, you know, even though it may be a little difficult because he's being difficult, you stand firm. And you continue with being the perfect woman that doesn't hurt him. So I would say number five would be love never fails. Personal guidance by creating a safe space. You're never going to get him to be different by mirroring his behavior. Because if you mirror his behavior, all you're going to create is the same behavior. And this is all accounted to mirror neurons. So the mirror neuron effect says it shows him a visualization of who he needs to be like. And if he continues to act this way and you continue to mirror his behavior, he's never going to change. So you have to battle the mind of others. But this can only be done with love. The Bible says that perfect, that war is to love as hate is to silence. If you hate something, be quiet about it. If you love, if you are going to war for someone, you love them, right? So what does that mean for us as wives? Well, what you want to be careful about doing, right, is you want to be careful of being the same you want to be the total opposite right um and the way that you could do this is by love languages so you cook you clean right you do that without complaining you hug you kiss without fighting you praise without belittling or pointing out his flaws you spend time with him without demanding. You give him tiny gifts you know he will enjoy. That's the five love languages. Acts of service, tender touch, words of affirmation, quality time, and gifts. Giving gifts. 
you have to use reverse psychology because the brain mirrors what it sees through mirror neurons then his brain will start to function in the way that you're functioning you know what we're trying to do is foster an environment where both partners feel comfortable expressing their beliefs and experiences and it has to be a judgment-free zone now in the case of separation and this is a big one guys don't date don't, don't date um and a lot of us we don't really realize what we're doing when we date and when we leave our husbands listen marriage is for life marriage that thing marriage is for life okay and even in scripture in the new testament when um what someone asked jesus why did moses allow us to give our wives um certificates of divorce right and he said yeah he did that because of you know your your basically unforgiving hearts but from the beginning of time this was not so um because marriage is in the mind when adam and eve were in the same garden the garden is the brain when adam and eve were in the garden together that was the marriage <laughs> it the marriage was that they were in the same brain they could not stop thinking about each other there was always some kind of reminder and you know what children are oh they're the constant reminder that you are linked to this man forever and for always what happens if you're linked to different spouses listen stop cheating on your husband and go back i know this is going to hit hard and maybe not you know resonate with so many people but here's another thing let's talk about this okay so when you date what you're doing is you're leaving your children susceptible to mental attacks revelation 2 12 says and i have this against you because you tolerated that jezebel i have put your children in a sickbed and what is tolerating jezebel um it's accepting the lies that your husband isn't called and you were it's accepting the lies that he's not your husband it's raising your imagination and thoughts above the knowledge of God and rebellion and not taking every thought uh captive to obey Christ in spirit and in truth. You can only combat Jezebel in spirit. And like I said the spirit is the mind. Also like I said the imagination is the heart. Um so you have to battle the mind of others but this can only be done in the spirit, not the physical. Okay? The Bible says hell consists of Satan, the false prophet, which is Jezebel. And the reason why I calls it the fa fa um false prophet is because Jezebel is Satan. Jezebel is a man. Jezebel has never been a woman. Guys, Jezebel has never been a woman. When I see the image of Jezebel, it looks like a man with lipstick, red lipstick all around his lips and smeared on his cheek, like he doesn't know how to put on um uh, makeup. And then um I saw blue eyeshadow on his eyelids going above his eyebrows. That is the image of Jezebel. It looks like a man trying to be a woman, but it kind of looks like a clown. Okay? Um this is also the the image of depression. 
Jezebel, that's why Jezebel is a false prophet. It's because it's everything married to a lie. Jezebel is a lie. Okay. Um, and the beast of hell, the beast of hell is the dog. That's why the Bible says in Revelation that dogs will not make it into heaven. Along with adulterers, idolaters, and it goes on with a list of, um, it goes on with a list of things explaining what the dog spirit is and what Jezebel is. Uh, and so the dog spirit is the mindset, right? It's the dog mindset. Uh, it's the mindset of hell. The Bible says that dogs do not make it into heaven. So the mindset of the dog is the mindset of keeping you in hell. Because if you can't make it into heaven, where are you instead? So. I want you guys to really think about it, right? Don't don't believe the lie that heaven and hell is when we die because it negates scripture the bible says that those who are dead in christ that's in the mind will be risen first and it says that um god is the god of the living and not the dead so i say all that to say this do not date okay because what you're doing is you're bringing things on your children and that can really cause your children to be sick, okay? You don't know. You don't know what you're bringing around your kids, okay? It's one thing for their father um, to, you know, but one thing about it is, guys, you cannot replace your children's parent. You can't. I don't care how much you believe that. Don't believe it, okay? I was adopted. I was adopted and um, at 12, I remember when oh it was all fun and games when my adopted mama was taking me out and having fun and we were going out to eat she was just my friend at that time but the minute she sat me down with her husband my stepdad uh, not my stepdad but my adopted dad and told me that they were adopting me I was devastated I was petrified and in my mind, she got in the way of getting, of me getting my mom back. Even though, look at what a child's mind thinks. Because all children think the same way. And I've noticed this through the past 25 years. Children think the same way. Um, that's another show for another time. But children think the same way. And I believed that she was the person who was getting in the way. So I hated her. I hated her. She, you know. And so... Don't think that you're going to be able to replace your child's um, father. So, that leads me to say this, right? <laughs> God will never call you and not your spouse. That that negates scripture, okay? Um, and that's why I chose this topic because I thought it was so, like just the weirdest and so many people are having the same question and it's actually trending guys like this thing is trending and what i'll say to you is this okay romans eleven twenty nine says that the gift and the calling can never be withdrawn the gift and the call are irrevocable that's romans eleven twenty nine. This means that when God imagined a solution for this earth's problems, your image came to mind. 
Your very image is the solution here on earth. Your husband's image came to mind. Your children's image came to mind. And all things are working for the good of those who love God and who are called by his purpose. And everybody is called. The gift and the call can never be withdrawn. The gift and the call are irrevocable. Do you know what those two meanings, those two words, withdrawn and irrevocable? First of all, think of a withdrawal that you're doing from the bank. Is it a deposit that God has made into your spirit that can never be taken out? It can never be withdrawn. This is a gift. You are a gift to the world. The gift and the call are irrevocable. So when I think of irrevocable, again, I think about an account. I think of money because everything in the spirit realm is currency. So the gift and the call are irrevocable. Think of an irrevocable trust. Okay. This is a trust that's set in stone. You can't change it. Okay. There's no, no one can come and change it. The only person that can change it is the person creating the trust. And that person can't change it. What's once it has um, been finalized. So what it's, this scripture is saying is that he has finalized this trust. He has entrusted into each and every last one of us to be his gift and to answer the call that call is the it's the prayer god has answered people's prayer with the image of you with the image of your husband so imagine how many people are perishing because they don't have the answer to their prayers you woman stand up girl do your thing get up and be the woman that God created you to be for your family. Because I have to tell you something. The sun, the moon, does not create its own light. The moon is a reflection of the sun. So here's the thing about that. Is that you have to start being the reflection of God for your family. And if you're not spending time with God. If you're not looking for him. If you're not trying to see him in your inside of your imagination, you're never going to be able to love your family effectively. And your husband needs you. All the pain and turmoil that he's in, he needs you because it's the end times and things have the the we fight not against flesh and blood but against the rulers and principalities and these dark forces have been set out for the man in the family why do you think there's so many uh single mothers it's a force it's painful to be a single mother and it was supposed to be that way because if the enemy can create he if he can darken the sun and cause the moon to lose its light do you know we're supposed to be protected and provided for what happens when we don't have that protection and provision? We have to become the protection and provision. We have to be the one. And you can't love from an empty tank. You have to go to God. And you have to get your love from God. Because if you're looking for love in your husband. And you're trying to fix your family. This isn't going to help your husband. Because you can't love him with the empty love tank that he's filling in you. 
you know the thing about it with your husband is the head okay and the enemy goes after the head chop the head and the snake is dead so the enemy goes after the husband because if he goes after the husband he can he can ruin the children he can cause the stars to fall out of the sky okay but we are seated in heavenly places and if we allow the heavenly bodies to fall out of the sky we're in we're in hell because earth is hell so how do you fight your battles by seating yourself in heavenly places and you can't get into heaven if you don't fast first timothy 2 1 through 2 says i urge then first of all that petitions prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and all those in authority that we may live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness um okay that that's a lot to unpackage there so i urge then first of all that petitions petition is a written document whether you're writing in your journal you're petitioning it in your journal and then you're going out with prayers prayer and intercession is okay prayer is mental images is visualization intercession is song is dance and thanksgiving why thanksgiving because the bible says he who asks must believe that he has already received with prayers supplication and thanksgiving why because we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise so that entering into his gates we enter into heaven with thanksgiving thank you jesus that you have changed this in my husband thank you jesus that he's no longer a drinker thank you jesus he's no longer an alcoholic thank you jesus that he no longer smokes weed or smokes whatever's you know drug he's on thank you jesus that he's no longer on his xbox all day long on his ps5 all day long thank you jesus thank you jesus that he decided to get up and look for a job you don't know what's attacking your husband so we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be going after our kings and those in authority your husband is in authority so that we may live peaceful quiet lives in all godliness and holiness your husband is getting attacked the worst. And you know how the enemy attacks our husbands the worst? Through their mom. Let's mess up this relationship with the mom. Because the minute that we mess up this relationship with the mom, he will forever and for always need another mom. And he'll never be able to be the strong man that he needs to be for his family. He'll never be able to be a man. It takes his manhood. And then he's a whore. That's how it goes. So it, it goes after this relationship. But your job is to mend the relationship with him and God. Take him to heaven. It's very easy. If you go to heaven, then you imagine your husband being there. And listen, I did a fast from the, the spirit of perversion for 40 days. I did one, um, and perversion is a perverse of truth, not just sex, okay? So when I did the fast from 40 days, what I did was, um, it wasn't an all food, no food fast. What I did was I just maximized um, a couple 
full of scriptures to for 40 days right so the bible says not to eat a lot of meat not to be a lover of meat not to eat a lot of meat um because it causes you to be you know sleepy not to drink a lot of wine because it causes you to be sleepy it tires you out so what i did was i maximized those two scriptures and i fasted for 40 days and i did a discipline fast so i only ate at certain times now when i've already done the 40 day no fast but it's important for you to always try to make sure that you're fasting, right? Um, so I did this and it was during that fast that um, I saw heaven for the first time. And I, it was a series of dreams, night after night after night after night. <clears throat> and then finally, on the 40th day, I saw the face of God and I saw the face of Christ. And it scared me so bad, I said, who is that? <laughs> I'd super encourage you to um, to do this fast, especially if you're doing a fast over your children and your family, you know. So, but I do encourage you to exercise your senses. Do this, um, and nine times out of ten, those thoughts of you not being with your husband and your husband not being called, that is not from God, because everyone is called has a purpose and a calling on this earth and God is so perfect with what he does and how he does it is that he creates and calls all things for your good and all things work together all things work together and whenever you get that thought that your husband wasn't meant for you he's not called that is not the thought that comes from God because the thought that comes from God is in the Bible and anything that is not in the Bible negates what God has said is is the polar opposite. So, remember that relationships are built on love, trust, and mutual respect. Okay, navigating differences in spiritual experiences requires patience, understanding, and commitment to maintaining the bonds that unite you as a couple. The Bible says that peace bonds us. The word bond is a chemical reaction it's the neutron that binds a positively charged particle to another if the challenges persist fasting can provide valuable insights and tools to navigate these challenges with strengthening your uh, relationship sometimes God can be looking to change us rather than our husbands till next time guys over and out